Good morning, everyone. Great to be here. And I want to tell you, if you were sleepy before you got here, you just got awake. Because that was wonderful, worship team. You led us in wonderful ways. And I just want to say, I hope this is the end of the, soon the end of the first week. I hope you are thinking about those prayers that are all over this wall, these walls. I, I was deeply moved the other day. I have, I have some, some post-it notes up here. And I looked at someone, I don't know, someone who was standing there, and I saw them touch my note. <laughs> you know, I thought, this is God's people at work. We're all caring for each other. This person didn't know that was my note, you know. It is the body of Christ at work and the power of God that comes from that. Well, today I want us to, we're, to look at a, 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 be at one of the Beatitudes, the, second, the next Beatitude. Yesterday, Dave did a great job. I said, he said, are you, I, I said, I'm Friday. And he said, oh, I'm on Thursday. Good. I don't have to follow you. And I said, no, I have to follow you. That's even worse, you know. <laughs> and what he did yesterday on uh, the poor in spirit. But today is the Beatitude. Blessed are those that mourn for they shall be comforted. Now the first image that comes to our mind when we see this beatitude, blessed are they that mourn. The first image is, at least in my mind, and I think probably yours, is being in a cemetery, a family burying a loved one, people weeping, mourning, and people surrounding them and comforting them, right? And yes, that is part of what this means. But this isn't all of it. Uh, and, uh, 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 I, I, all of us in this room have experienced death in our family. We've experienced comfort. We have experienced a loss that we needed and we mourned about that loss. It's about grieving. It's about loss. It's also about lamenting. Lamenting is another part of mourning. It's another, we have a whole book in the Bible called Lamentations of how to lament. But it's an interesting part when we look at this next part, this second part says, for they shall be comforted. I learned what that meant. When I was 16 years old, my 10-year-old sister was killed in an automobile accident. My mother was driving and my other sister was in the car and they didn't expect my mother or my other sister to live. It was a tragic, tragic thing. I'll never forget those days. This, it was then just my father and I who are trying to manage all this. I'm only 16 years old. And people surrounded us. It was wonderful, and the body of Christ surrounded us in wonderful ways. And I remember, though, I said to my father one day, I, this is so strange, but I feel like I'm being surrounded by a cushion. And I'll never forget that. He looked at me, and he said, oh. He said, well, that word comfort, that's the Holy Spirit. The other name for the Holy Spirit. That's the cushion of the Holy Spirit surrounding you. You know, I looked at that and I thought, that is, that is the other piece. When we look at this, this text, blessed are those who mourn, they will be comforted. That's the Holy Spirit surrounding us. The cushion, the Holy Spirit. Well, then there's a second part of this uh, that when, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted, is the forgiveness of sin. We mourn our sin. 
But we have to remember that our sins have been taken away, never to be remembered against us anymore. Remember, God says, your sins are removed as far as the east is from the west. I have removed your sins. And I, I love it. Someone said one time they went back to God and started talking about their sins. And God said, oh, I forgot. You didn't. I forgot. Your sins are removed. That's the Holy Spirit again. The, the um, power of the Holy Spirit that's removed the sin. And I love this text in, in, the, in Romans, the sixth chapter, uh, from the message. It says, don't even run little errands that are connected with that old way of life. You get that? Don't even run little errands that are connected with that old way of life. They are gone, my friends. They're gone. That is not who you are. They're gone. And this is the power of the Holy Spirit that keeps you from yielding to the temptation, the comfort, the comfort. But the third piece that I want us to look at this morning and spend a little more time on that is mourning of what you see in the world. It is about seeing the world through the eyes of Jesus. Asking God to break your heart for the things that break his heart. And then when we begin to see the world through the eyes of Jesus, we know something needs to change. We were just having a conversation right here on the front row about the, the horrible eviction law, laws happening right here in Indianapolis. The people are being evicted with no, no hope, no help. Seeing that through the eyes of Jesus, something needs to change. And then how does that change? Well, let's go back to that word comfort. <laughs> the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit that helps us be able to do, make things change as we see things need to change. It, it can be big things in the world and it can be your next door neighbor. How can you love your neighbor as yourself? And I don't mean necessarily just literally the person next door, but the people around you, the people that you struggle with. Lord, help me see them through your eyes. That's my prayer for you this morning. Lord, help us see people around us through your eyes. I've prayed that, but where a dramatic experience in my life happened, 1985, I was invited to go with an ABC News team to film a documentary on the famine in Ethiopia. Largest famine still in modern history. And I, oh, I, I can do that. I've, you know, I've worked with starving people before. I've done blah, 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 blah. And I got there and I was absolutely so overwhelmed I couldn't handle it. Just in one place alone, there were 250,000 people in different sections of this whole uh, complex, literally starving to death. It wasn't about illness, it was about no food. It was starvation. And I looked around the rest of the world, there's plenty of food in the world. Why did this group happen? And it all had many reasons for this. Well, you know, when I got there, I was so overwhelmed, I didn't want to see it. I wanted to hang out with the film crew. <laughs> and I was supposed to, I was the only person of faith. There were four people on this team. I was supposed to be the person of faith to help people understand this about faith. I thought, oh my goodness, they've picked the wrong person. All the rest of these folks were kind of pagans. I mean, they were, you know, they were technical people. 
And I found myself, I wanted to hang out with, uh, with the um, film crew. Oh, I was interested how they do this, you know. You know what I realized? I didn't want to see it through the lens of Jesus. One day, we were in a place, there would be these great big fields, and people would come and wait and wait and wait, and they would triage people out there before they could put them where to go. And this nurse just grabbed me by the arm. She said, you're coming out to the field with me. Oh, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. But I w there was nothing I could do, but I went out to that field. When I walked out on that field, it was perfectly, it was totally silent. There were probably at least over a thousand people sitting there. And I said to the nurse, why are they so quiet? It's so quiet. She said, oh, they do not want to lose one calorie speaking. Oh, the eyes of Jesus. As we walked, people slowly started standing up because they knew this was help. This woman and her two children walked over. And she started talk, pointing to her children and pointing and saying what she needed. And I was standing there. The nurse was there. She knew the language. She was speaking it. And suddenly the woman collapsed, literally fell dead at my feet, her two children standing there. Then I heard the story. The woman had, the woman had four children. Her husband had died of starvation. She heard there was help. She started walking days with her four children. Two of her children died on the way. She buried them on the way and finally got to the place. And finally she collapsed and died herself and left her two children. That day, I have four children. That day, I prayed, Lord, don't ever let me look through another lens except through your lens of the world. And when you pray that prayer, I want to tell you, it's, it, don't say, oh, I don't want to bear all those burdens. No, 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 no. I want to tell you that here is where the second part, you're mourning for what you see, but here is the Holy Spirit that comes along and says, I want to help you make the change. So there's hope. I've seen many pains in the world, but I want to tell you, I always saw it with a lining of hope around it because of the power of God. And I love this text again from the message that says, it's out of Romans 5, 5, where in the, in the NIV, it says something about hope, uh, hope never, never disappoints. But I love this from the message even better. It says, we can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Can you grasp that this morning? Isn't that powerful? We cannot round up enough containers that God wants to put in and put through you as you begin to pray to see the world. And I don't mean just someplace, you guess, clear across the world, but right here in your community, right here, see what God is saying and how things can change. He wants it because he's called us to be his hands, his feet on this earth at this time. Blessed are those that mourn. There used to be an old hymn uh, I doubt anybody here even knows it, but it was a, a line that I couldn't get away from the other day, and it just popped in my head. And it said, when we talk about mourning and we talk about the Spirit, it says, uh, the long, long night is past. The morning breaks at last. The Comforter, the Holy Spirit, has come. 
That's us today, friends. And we sing it in, then in our own contemporary world. We're no longer a slave to sin. We are a child of God. And then just the other day, didn't we sing about mourning, turning to dancing? That's exactly what this is about, that God wants to do in and through us. And as we pray today, it's my prayer. Make one of your prayers as we're praying for everybody around here. And you're praying to be able to see all these requests through the eyes of Jesus today that we will see the power of the Holy Spirit generously poured out on all of us. Lord, today, we thank you for this promise. We thank you for your word. And we thank you that you want to do more through us than we can ask, think, or imagine. In Jesus' name, amen.